0: excited (laughs) this was a really good episode i know we've said this like four times but this is my favorite
1: episode yet Uh, (laughs) it's funny on on the on the rewatch i still think six because it's it's hard Mm -hmm. because six i liked everything that was going on with everybody like Mm -hmm. i loved the the chaos everywhere yeah see and the chaos was too
0: stressful for me (laughs)
1: <laughs> right mm-hmm. but this one um i loved what was going on with saline and demir so yes. if we're purely talking them this is my favorite episode mm-hmm. so i guess that's the the caveat that yeah I yeah give for favorites so far mm-hmm.
0: that's fair but, um yeah. so oh, by the way but, welcome to Dizzy yeah for dizzy. <laughs> sorry we just like really jumped right in there yes yeah, so welcome to dizzy for Dizzy. i'm kristen I'm Ashley, and if you couldn't already tell, we're talking about Harry Dresden, Volume Seven today, and um, so fun to find out that one of the lovely writers has listened oh, to our podcast before, which is a little scary, but also like a huge compliment. Um, I mean, huge. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really cool Twitter interaction this week um, with Ezra. Hanum, mm-hmm. um, because we're very much enjoying her show. So yeah. um, that was really cool. And yeah, I actually watched this episode very early this week. Like I want to say Sunday night or Monday evening. And I, I don't remember yeah, what you I watched was, it
1: before me, right?
0: Yeah. I was, I don't remember what I had going on, but I was just like, Oh, I'm going to eat. I was home by myself. Like, I'll, you know what? I'll turn on the Harry Day episode. Like, I need to get it watched mm-hmm. at some point anyways. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. This episode is so good. And, like, I mean, they've all been, like, fun to watch. But this was the first one that felt like I was like, oh, shoot. I want to binge. Like, I, <laughs> I like, want to keep going. Yes. Yeah. Um, not – every other one was good. And I was like, yes, I want to see what happens next. But I was, like, totally fine with waiting until – next week
1: um well things are amping up between yes, yes, this, yes 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 this is the episode mm-hmm. where I was like oh here we go I feel
0: like <laughs> episodes like 7 through 10 to 12 in a rom-com DZ are like the golden hour so to speak
1: right it's, you know it yes yes it's it's really <laughs> Everything's well
0: established at this point. Like you're plot building for the first few episodes and in- and you're mm-hmm. still introducing characters and laying the foundation. Four and five, you're kind of finding your flow at that point. So I feel like you know right. at that point if this is a show for you or not.
1: Yes, you're the world. The world is pretty built by mm-hmm. then, and you're really getting to know the actual story and the characters through the those sections. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So and then yeah, this next portion, mm-hmm. it's like the forty to sixty percentile in the book. Huh? Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's a perfect way to put it.
0: Um, speaking of books, have you read anything else this week? I know you've still been busy, but I'm just gonna ask you every week. I
1: finished <gasps> Yay! Eye of the World. <laughs>
0: congratulations
1: <laughs> i was so excited it, it i did really like it and i'm mm-hmm. e- i'm excited to keep going um i i started the next book and it's mm-hmm. been it's been fun so far i also started a bit of an older i mean the cover looks really old but mm-hmm. i i need to actually see when it was published but mm-hmm. it's an older historical um by roberta gellis oh I don't,
0: this was a book
1: i purely picked up for mm. the cover okay because it has one of these um actually sorry let me go to my my currently what i'm reading and i'm gonna find out when this was published because okay. the cover is for sure um older okay, looking 12- mm-hmm. i'm gonna show you okay 1980 is when oh, it was okay published. yeah i mean that- Oh, sorry. I just hit my mic. So sorry if that <laughs> was loud, okay. to you guys. Um, so I'm going to show you, Kristen, this cover because it's okay. so like old school. <gasps> you, you've got a lady in the front, and there's a few scenes back Rosalind. behind. Rosalind. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's it's so pretty. Good. It's pretty hefty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on so far. There's a lot of historical stuff that they're that they're talking about, mm-hmm. but the the heroine she's a pretty young single girl she's been left this huge fortune and the queen has just come to to visit her to basically kind of offer she has to offer her protection because she's only 16 and this is the medieval times so you can't really be single with a lot of money okay as a woman (laughs) without protection Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and she just told her that she's leaving one of her knights to oversee her estate. Oh, gee, course... I wonder what's going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and of course the girl is pissed. She's oh, not happy about this because naturally, she has already been taking care of this whole place for over a year, I think, since her grandfather passed away and left it to her. So she's not happy about that. So it's it's been I'm like, okay, this is this is good. This is interesting. Yeah. I still don't know if I'm fully in the mood for a medieval right now i also i'm kind of dabbling in a few mm-hmm. books right mm-hmm. now w- figuring out what's gonna what's gonna catch you know yeah. snatch me up the
0: perils of being a mood reader
1: i know i know but what about you
0: um so i still i'm trying to think i don't remember how much more i've read since the last time we recorded because i'm i still have just been like blowing through my amy harman books um I only have one contemporary left from her, and I'm, like, halfway through it, which is um, Infinity Plus One. So that's what I'm reading right now. And it's a Bonnie and Clyde retelling. Oh, fun.
1: Um,
0: Yeah. So I've really, really been enjoying it. Um, And then you and Mallory are going to be so excited because Sarah is reading Throne of Glass right now. And so I told her her, I was like, oh, I've been needing to pick that back up because Mallory and Ashley have been telling me for like two years uh-huh. to read it. So I'm like, oh, I don't know where my bookmark is in it. But I picked Assassin's Blade back up this weekend while <gasps> I was gone. So I'm probably like halfway. Finally. I'm probably like halfway through it now. Um, which, because she- which, um,
1: I almost called it an Ozette. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, which Ozette are you on? No. Which. Um, I. I. They're like,
0: because they're like little stories within, it, you know, because, you know, it's like, oh, Vignette. is that what it's called?
1: Okay, Yeah, it's not what well, I thought. Well, you probably, they're probably novellas, but mm-hmm. that are teeny though. in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm in the which second one. Which one are you on?
0: I'm in the second one, um, which now I can't remember the.
1: Well, um... what's, what's going on? Is she with the pirate or? No, she, they
0: just blew up. Um. Well, they didn't blow it up like, right yes, like okay yes, just finished with him and then okay I'm in the next one where she's I, I like just started it so I don't really have it fully down yet but there's like she, this girl works at like a bar or pub and she
1: okay that's uh-huh. where
0: yeah that's where I'm at yes. okay so okay. I'm at, I'm with that because Sarah is doing the – yes. Sarah Mm -hmm. is doing the TikTok way and she read the first two Throne of Glass books and now she's reading Assassin's Blade. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. mm -hmm. Because there's like, there's this whole thing. Someone sent it to me because they were like, it was a non, a while ago and it was like a non-spoilery, like, here's why you should read like Assassin's Blade after uh, whatever the second book is called.
1: Um, That that does make, Sense to me, mm-hmm. but I still, well, yeah. I I guess it just depends. To yeah. me, Throne of Glass didn't have enough impact mm-hmm. where I I didn't understand Selena's motivations.
0: Yeah, I know. Um,
1: and then, but I remember you telling reading... me that even when you first like read it, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Assassin's Blade, I I kind of was like. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Yeah, and
0: even Sarah had said, without being spoilery, because she's like, I know you still need to read it, but she said, like, yeah, you could tell there was like a backstory there that, like, when you're reading the first book, she's like, you can tell, like, hey, I think I'm missing some backstory. Um, Very much. And I said, yeah, that's how Ashley felt. So it was like, you know, kind of hard to work through that first book. So I said, I'm just doing it this way because that's what she suggested. So I'm, um, I'm reading the prequel and then i'll just read all the books in order so right yes so i'm finally i'm
1: all right finally into that because because <laughs> sarah's
0: like you read faster than me so she's like you'll have time to catch up to me like um so yeah
1: yeah well she's already... throne of glass and crown of midnight aren't huge either no
0: throne of glass at least looking at them physically looks like it's shorter than assassin's blade
1: I, th- I think it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at Are right now. Are you? Yeah. Um, they don't start getting real hefty until Air of Fire. <laughs> Air of oh Fire is a, is a big boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I'm oh. so excited. This makes me want to reread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, I was like, oh, they're going to be so happy. I was going to wait till I was finished with Assassin's Blade to even tell you guys, but... It just I wound know, up coming out. You, you
1: know, just well now you have to follow through because it's on the podcast, <laughs> and it's now they're been all in yep, the public. Everyone's gonna tell me. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, and then what was um, there was something else I wanted to um, touch on, and it's completely was it lost another book thing? Now. Something you're reading? No, it wasn't a book thing. Oh, <laughs> before we really dive in okay can we talk about love is blind
1: because oh my gosh i don't know if any
0: of you all are watching it we're and we're talking about season two of the original yeah um but i do have japan and brazil on my watch list so So, (laughs) yeah um because you you and i both watched up to episode six right
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I, just I just finished episode six yesterday.
0: Okay, so I was gonna rewatch Harry Arday Sun again this morning for the third because I rewatched it last night too. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll watch it like quickly on double time this morning while I have my coffee and breakfast. And then I was like, Oh, but the new episodes of the next like five episodes of Love is Blind Dropped. And obviously I didn't have time to watch all five, but I knew you had at least watched up to six. So I was like, Well, I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch six. Okay. So, obviously if you guys haven't watched this far, spoilers for the next couple minutes, but
1: yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: how did How did Shane become likable? Like I actually was like I this episode, I liked him a lot more than I've been liking him.
1: I feel like this show <laughs> this <laughs> season specifically uh-huh. Uh-huh. is all over the place. And I don't know if they are just producing it in in such a weird way where everybody seems to be flip-flopping my opinion of everybody is flip-flopping seemingly with every episode i saw yeah. i saw a tweet somebody somebody said love is blind season two is proof that you can hate every single person in reality television <laughs> it, it's true though because everybody is having their moments and but you're, you're right. It's, it's really weird. Um, well, like, Natalie was bothering me a lot last
0: episode, five, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they were, like, at the beach and stuff. Um, but then I kind of realized, like, I mean, clearly, I mean, listen, you and I have talked about this. Reality yeah. TV is not reality. loosely reality. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's always an angle. They're going to put clips mm-hmm. in sound bites together to tell a certain narrative even if that's not fully what's happening so you know we're fully aware of that um yeah so you know i feel like some of that probably happened last episode with her like with her more like with her more frustrating characteristics Mm -hmm. um because i liked her a lot more this episode episode six Mm -hmm. and um i liked shane a lot more i was like oh like Mm -hmm. he i don't know he just wasn't being portrayed as like this is gonna sound super um, stereotypical, but like surfer dude, dumb, like you know.
1: Well, they he he does come off pretty broy, just yes. in general. Mm-hmm. As, as far as maybe I, I think it's the way he talks, and mm-hmm. just he's he's got a goofy personality. Um, but up and up through this episode, it feels like he really is committed. And yes. I think that is what is kind of turning the perspective for me mm-hmm. and realizing, hey, okay, I I really think that he's wanting to do this and yeah. he's committed to doing this. Yeah. Um,
0: I can see now more – because, like, remember, I think I told you and I talked about this in a text, but I was like, how is everyone on this beach saying, like, oh, if one couple's going to make it, it's going to be – shane and natalie and i was like based on what we're seeing like how is that possible but then i'm like okay these couples are seeing everything that's not happening on camera too yes or that we're not seeing so i felt Mm -hmm. like we were starting to see some of that in episode six where i was like okay Mm -hmm. now i can see why people are saying that about them um and i kind of i kind of felt for him a little bit last episode because when he's like can you not just like pay me a compliment and be like does everything have to be like a joke or snarky or silly or whatever and I was like you know what I actually felt for him because like Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: Jason can be that way sometimes where because he's just you know you know he's funny and goofy Eric can do the same thing yes where where everything is a joke yes and so it was kind of like I kind of feel for you because I get it it's like can't you just be like oh you look really pretty today It, it doesn't always have to be paired with like a silly remark or, right, you know, or some sarcastic whatever. Like, some, yes, there's times and places for that. And we both appreciate that our husbands are
1: funny and, like, goofy right. well, and, and make us laugh. And I would say 99% of the time I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there, exactly. there is the 1% where I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not <laughs> – I'm not in the mood for this right now. Yeah. Can we, can we just – stop with that and mm-hmm. just be normal for a little right. bit mm-hmm. so i totally was like oh man shane i totally
0: <laughs> yes like that was for me where i was like okay you've been getting on my nerves but you're making an excellent point right here like mm-hmm. i i totally get it um so and i felt like she really took that to heart this episode um, Yeah. yeah so i don't know i was like wow i actually am like rooting for them um as much as i was like Please don't do this. Like, please don't make Shayna the new Jessica. Like, Shayna is the new Jessica. Like, and I don't know if – I don't know if it's by prodding. I don't know if it's producers prodding to make that happen. I I don't know. know She just genuinely is a garbage human being who was like, let me say yes to someone who I already know. One of the very fundamental things of my life we don't agree on. Like, your faith is a huge, huge thing for you. And – I completely support being like, yeah, I want to be with someone who shares that faith because it's going to become, like, this kind of – it's going to become this point of contention between us Mm -hmm. and, like, thinking about even having kids. Like, well, if I want to raise them this way, like – but they see that dad doesn't believe that, you know, I get all that. Those are all valid concerns. There are also reasons why she should have never said yes to him.
1: Right. To begin with. well. And, and again, you know, you and I have talked about this off mic, but again, kind of playing devil's advocate, I think that it's really hard to... Know and understand what they're going through while they're mm-hmm. in those pods, because yeah. it, they're so isolated. It's they're, a they a They don't have access to anything. Yep, I'm sure there's huge pressure of oh, well, we need a lot of people engaged. So mm-hmm. make sure you're going on those dates, and oh, who do you who do you have left? Okay, make sure you go and talk to go talk to Kyle again. Yeah. You know, there's probably prodding from the producers yeah and because in the end they are they want a story they want um drama footage they want, footage. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. drama exactly and especially with american television mm-hmm. you know other other countries can be much calmer with their reality tv but uh-huh. America's like oh why don't you go sit over there oh <laughs> did you hear that so and so said this about you it's all mm-hmm. mixed up drama they're really trying to create something with it, so that that to me, I could see how maybe they mm-hmm. were, she, you know, she got a lot of pressure and was like, "Well, you guys can work through it, right? Why don't you just, why don't you just go talk to him more?" Yeah, um, that that kind of thing. Yeah. And no, then that's you've yeah, that's totally fair. And you're stuck. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like,
0: "Oh crap!" Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, at least they, at least she still walked away. Before they like made it to the aisle because those are so cringy yeah, and that yeah. happens like last season when these couples are standing there like in their dresses and their tuxes oh, and then it's like gosh. do you take and then one says yes and the other one's like do you take and the other one's like oh I don't like oh my gosh yeah. like de- Why like Damien and what's her face
1: last year. Well, yeah, but but theirs wasn't even the worst to me. It was um,
0: well, theirs the, was the pretty bad. In the one year later, there you were a whole hot mess and a half. In the like one it year was, after, but I'm
1: thinking of of the one couple. Oh, what are their freaking names? Um, the guy was so stinking sweet. Was, Ken- it, was he named Keith? Ke- Keith Kenneth, Kenneth maybe S- something like that. But yeah. they there there didn't seem to be anything Mm-mm. leading up to that. Everything seemed fine and then all of a sudden she said no. Yeah. I was like and poor guy seemed so blindsided. And mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, this season I feel like it's funny too cuz I'm like, "You're you're clearly trying to recreate some of this the iconic stuff from season 1." I know. And it's like, "Please don't." Like, "No, I'm sorry. Just nobody's going to be its own nobody's going to be Lauren and Cameron. Like nobody. Nobody." Nobody will be Lauren and Cameron. Um, and so – and I almost felt like they were trying to make that happen with Danielle and Nick. mm mm-hmm. um, But Nick is not as, like, soft-spoken as Cameron. Um, I, ac- I really like Nick. I do, too, because he does have those, like – sit back observe soft-spoken patient but then he also has his limits where he's like yeah no now you've pissed mm-hmm. me off um and danielle man girlfriend has so many insecurities that i'm like i know oh I know. like they had their last blow up in episode six uh-huh and i was kind of like okay granted obviously we didn't see every single thing that happened that she's upset about mm-hmm. but i'm like oh my gosh, you're getting mad at him. And then when he's trying to be like, okay, listen, I wasn't trying to ruin this, like, but I also had things going on that I couldn't just ignore. And then somehow all of a sudden she's like, well, you're a narcissist. And I'm Like,
1: whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's major, major communication. Issues yeah. Going on there. So yeah. they think, I think if they figure that out, then they, they have a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because, and I would say mostly because of Nick because mm-hmm. if he's willing to stick through it and yes. be willing to work that stuff out with her, then I think they can they can figure it out.
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think that Mallory and uh oh, Sal Sal yes, I was like not Kyle. Kyle was Shayna's mess. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I don't think that Sal and Mal are gonna make it.
1: I'm I'm worried she them. still
0: seems super like hesitant in all of it and almost I like know. when she's saying things that are like oh i'm in this i'm serious it's almost like she's trying to convince herself of that mm-hmm. um i'm worried about jared and ayana like i i, I adore know. them i adore them i i am worried about them though
1: they're harder to read i feel like with with Sal and Mallory and Jarrett and Ayana, mm-hmm. they are only showing us so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious what the real story is behind them because I yeah. feel like whatever narrative they're spinning mm-hmm. with them will probably come out in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. And that is what when we'll kind of see the, quote, real yeah. <laughs> portion of their... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Because
1: with, with Jarrett and Ayanna, clearly he's really outgoing and mm-hmm. she is very introverted. Right. So I think that's what they're going to spin as the, mm-hmm. quote, conflict between the two of them. Yeah. And then with Sal and Mallory, it's hard to tell because I agree, the vibes I get from her are very hesitant.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: then at the same time, they're... And I know they have to introduce each other to their families. I know it's mm-hmm. part of the show, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> she was very much uh, defending their relationship to her yeah, sister. That's true. So that I, it kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That yeah, you're Anyways,
0: right. Yeah, this I, has know. Turned I know. Into a live blind podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> Just one more thing. Shayna pulling Shayna aside and being like, your relationship with Natalie is fake and what I felt for you is real and blah, blah, like at the whole barbecue thing. I was like, oh my – like they really – I feel like the producer set that up. Both of oh, them seemed – for sure. Because both of them even sitting there were like being giggly over the – like you could t- – I felt like this was such a forced confrontation between them. That I was like, they
1: probably called her and said, Hey, why don't you come down? We're having a Uh barbecue down here. Why don't you come stop Mm -hmm. by? Yada, yada, yada. And then I, yeah, I have no doubt that that was fully prevaricated. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, if you guys are watching Love is Blind, uh, give (laughs) us your hot takes. Um, But speaking of Love being blind, at least right now, this episode felt like it was. Of Harry already by the way, (laughs) this episode felt like a
1: good 10 minutes, probably this
0: episode felt like this is when they're fully coming in, starting to fully come into realization of their feelings. But also Mm -hmm. both of them like a little bit being blind to it and like maybe not even wanting to acknowledge or fully admit it to themselves. Mm -hmm. Because like even when Celine catches herself like being like, why do you care if she showed up? alara showed up what's the business of your but like she clearly does care and yes um or like when Demira is like well what do you mean they think barack is your boss and that you guys have something going on like he's like a little
1: jealous of that like i just jealousy I love- yeah jealousy was a big uh-huh. undertone in this episode mm-hmm. where they both were very clearly getting jealous of the other, Uh Uh but also kind of not understanding why. Yes. And maybe being bothered that they were even getting jealous of the other person. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So
1: I, I loved that because I think that to me, especially in DZs, they do a really great job of jealousy kind of being the first sign mm-hmm. the first inkling that yes. maybe there's some feelings back there mm-hmm. that i am not quite acknowledging yet or am not fully aware of yet so, right
0: drain the pool drink your coffee uh-huh. poison the smoothie with a strawberry like uh-huh. <laughs> exactly
1: uh-huh. exactly even even um you think you're thinking back to ek when what was it? episode four, episode five when mm-hmm. they are doing the Arzu Tosh photo shoot, episode three and, uh-huh, and Sanem M is talking to the guy with the with the bun. Oh, yeah, cause she's trying to figure out, um, yes, if, if the, or or, he's, or the, beard. He's, yeah. the beard, yeah, the beard, yeah, yeah, and because she's looking for her albatross, her. uh-huh, uh-huh yes. And John sees them, and he's like, well, who is she talking to over there?" <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he's so like, everybody I, do their jobs. There's no chit chatting, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so they we're, we're getting it very much so in this yeah. episode between yeah. Selena and Demir, a hundred percent, and I love it. And can I just say for
0: at least seven episodes, and I have a feeling it will continue to be this way? Demir.
1: Oh man. Is
0: just. I love him. First of mm-hmm. all, he's like, he has to be one of the first of his kind, as in DZ Heroes. Yeah, who yeah. Who is aware that there are women who find him attractive, who flirt with him, who call him under false pretenses. And he is aware of all of this. And Mm -hmm. he acts accordingly. Like, Mm -hmm. let me bring Barack with me to this meeting. Let me bring Celine with me to this meetup at this client's house. Yes. Let me – like, he – let me get this conversation back on track because we're here to talk about professional stuff. And, like, even when Alara's like, oh, Oh. Celine seems like she's jealous because I showed up. You know, and he's like – Well, she was here for something work-related just like you claim to be, so why is that so weird? Like, he just Mm -hmm. calls it out instead of just, like, brushing it off or, like, yeah, let's go to the bar and get a drink because we met professionally, but let's see each other outside of work hours and I'll be shocked of all shocked when you try to make something happen. Like,
1: right? you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. When he called her out and he was like, you you came for work stuff, right, Alara? Uh-huh. And she kind of had to back off and say, mm-hmm. well, yeah, sure. Of course I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's even even <laughs> with the whole Didem hanam uh-huh. situation. So good. And he's so clearly uncomfortable, but he's still very polite to her. He's uh-huh. trying his best to be professional while also clearly pushing her away yes like the whole comment and celine's like your husband will love your dress mm -hmm." yes
0: and the way celine's like (laughs) trolling him and she's like well i've got work to do upstairs you two have lunch you just said how hungry you were like and she's totally trolling him and being a little brat and he's like you're leaving me out Mm. to hang like so good yes so i just appreciate that about him so much because it proves like this can be done, and it's yeah, not, and it's not boring. There are still other conflicts at play. There are still you know what I mean? like, yeah, and I like and, to go ahead,
1: no, I was I'm just thinking about how respectful he always is mm-hmm. of his coworkers and and the people who work for him. and he's always so respectful of Celine. Even though they've had this huge conflict between the two of them, mm-hmm. he's always worried about her safety. This is a thread that's continued throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Even her jumping in after her phone, he almost jumped in after her. You know, While pretending all, all he wasn't going to, and she's like, Well, your shoes are untied. So, <laughs> right, right. You know, getting her. Cha- freaking chasing after her oh. after she leaves the hotel. Oh my I gosh.
0: Was... Okay, let's talk about that because that's near beginning of the episode, anyways.
1: So I just can't believe how swoony he was this entire episode. This whole episode. Well, also
0: your like heart is breaking for him because you learn so much more with his backstory. Yes. Um but so in the beginning of the episode, it picks up where last episode, you know, left off. So Alara shows up, but Celine has already showed up at the hotel because she found out from Vedat that, you know, Demir's dad is on the way. And she thinks that's an issue only because her parents are in town. Right. She's right. not aware of any other issue. Mm-hmm. um. But it's a big enough issue because she's like, if your dad shows up at your house and my parents right. are still there, you know, it's going to be a mess. So that's what she rushes over to tell him. And there – she also, though, was about to confess something. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if she's about to come clean about the other stuff she's lied about because – That's a big thing weighing on her is how much they've lied, you know. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I hate lying. That's not who I am. And I feel like that's all you and I have done is had to, like, lie and cover things up. Plus her own guilt on top of the fact that she's also lying to him about other things. They're not just in on lies together, but she's, you know.
1: Right. The whole,
0: like, see, you know, her guilt with the whole Project Cheetah and trying to get him, like, you know, ousted. And that even kind of comes up a little bit because he's like – yeah, you know he kind of is like makes a joke about her possibly doing something like that,
1: not know the Hanum situation. Yeah, yes,
0: yeah. and you know, and you can tell that she she gets super quiet, and he notices because he's like, "Are you okay?" You know, um, so
1: see, I thought she was gonna confess that the girls know that they're living together. Oh, okay, purely because of the context of the conversation they were having mm-hmm. and how vedat called merve quote mm,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: about the situation
2: mm-hmm. and
1: demir was like why would he call merve do you have something to tell me so that was my assumption of that being what she had to tell him Oh, okay. that lie in particular
0: okay because i was kind of like what is, like you know they had their mm-hmm. whole little text exchange and stuff so like clearly You know, and her being concerned for him eating the risotto and all that. So it's like, clearly she's already got some stuff going on where she's like, okay, like, something's happening because I'm concerned about this and I care Mm -hmm. about him. So I didn't – I was thinking, like, are they already trying to push it where she was about to, like, confess that maybe she likes him? But I was like, it feels too early for that. Um, Yeah. And then we never get the confession because that's when Alara shows up. And Mm – yeah. And I love how he's like, What are the chances to hardworking women uh, that never give up on work coming to do work stuff with me? You know? Um, yeah. And, you know, but clearly Celine still is kind of like, Yeah, let me remove myself from the situation. I came here to do what I needed to do. Plus, then she realizes her parents have been calling her nonstop. So he right. understands because she even shows him the phone and he's like, What the heck? You left without telling them? Like, go. Mm-hmm. But he's super concerned. That she's leaving Mm -hmm. with this idea of why Alara is there at his hotel room in the middle of the night. and Well,
1: and she's visibly upset as she's mm -hmm, leaving. So mm -hmm, I think he is also – a big part of him is thinking of her safety. mm -hmm. He even says that. He's like, you can't just go out like this on your bike when it's this dark. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to see you. They're going to hit you. Mm -hmm. Let me help you. By the way, I did not invite Alara, nor did I know she was coming. (laughs) Like – (laughs) <laughs> it was it was just so good because you know he drives her home he's he, like he gives leave it your... to, to Alara straight he's yes. like okay i'll see you in the morning i if you don't have work to do i need to leave yeah um,
0: plus we already had the... breakfast planned so let's just do let's do our work breakfast like we already planned yeah
1: yeah like we did work friend mm-hmm. colleague mm-hmm. <laughs> God and then him. he runs out and he chases after freaking Celine. Mm-hmm. He asks the security guard if he saw anybody and then he gets in his car, drives after her. And Celine is obviously upset about her parents being worried about her and she left without telling them. She's also very obviously upset about Alara being there, mm-hmm. even though she's kind of saying, do whatever you want. I, I don't care what you do with your personal life. As long as you don't bring them to the house – and then she's like, who, Banane, like, who am I? What, who, mm-hmm. who am I to tell you what to do with your life? And then he keeps telling her, look at me, Celine. Celine, look at me. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, she finally looks at him. And he's so earnest. I know. He's so earnest oh. with his – he's so clearly wanting her to realize, hey, I – did not invite Alara to come to the mm-hmm. hotel. And she, again, is kind of telling him, I didn't even ask you. What Why? What does it matter to me? And he's like, mm-hmm. you didn't ask, but I'm still telling you. Uh-huh. So ah! good. So, oh, so good. Him saying that, I was like,
0: ah! <laughs> uh-huh. Is that when you tweeted, when you were like, when you tweeted the thing about Demir, you were like, Demir is who we all deserve, or something like.
1: Oh no, it was just at the end of the whole episode because he's so unproblematic. Yeah, he's just so good. So I was like, Demir, the unproblematic hero we all deserve. Yes,
0: yes, that's what you tweeted. Yes, I loved that. Um, so yeah, like I, I love that he's like, yeah, leave your bike. We'll we'll send for it. We'll get it later. Like it's safe. Let me drive you Mm -hmm. home. Even when they get home, and he's like, okay. You can't go in like this. It's very clear that you've been upset and crying. Like, they're going to know something's right. up. So uh-huh. take a deep breath. Calm down before you walk in. And, like, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And um, and so – or, and, like, even earlier when she was – when he was, like, you'll get hit by a car because you don't have all the safety gear. <laughs> and she's, like, we'll just let it happen. It would take away all your problems, too. And he's kind of, like, uh, no, it wouldn't. Um. <laughs> So, yeah. Now, meanwhile, her parents have been super, like, they're they're concerned. Dad is kind of, like, gets on a little bit of a rant of, like, she's coming back home with us. We're not leaving her here. Mom quickly yeah. talks him down, and he's kind of like, well, it, maybe we just need to leave. Like, we're interfering. Things are crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I can't just drag her off um, because I'm worried about her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, we need to leave. And then... I, they, you know, they wind up deciding, like, well, let's tell her we're leaving. Right. But really, we won't because we're going to do – we're going to throw her her surprise birthday party a couple of days early. Right. And then we'll leave the next day. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll tell her we're leaving right now, you know, and so that's a whole side thing, you know, going on the entire time. Right. When Demir gets back to the hotel and he finds her bracelet –
1: Oh my gosh. And
0: that bracelet shows up like two or three more times when he's uh-huh. just holding it or looking oh. at it or touching it. Like he takes it to work with him uh-huh. the
1: next day and
0: keeps it in his drawer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, so this is um this is our Bandana, this is yep. our tube of lipstick. This
1: is, <laughs> uh-huh. I was it. like, Here we go, we have an important object. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. the, I love it, DZ Staple 101. Um, so yeah, I love that because I'm like, Oh my gosh, because obviously, like, at some point, that bracelet's going to make a public appearance and it's gonna be like, oh, yeah. What? Like, yeah, anyways, um. Ibo and Ida were so cute this whole episode. Let's just kind of cover them. Um, He's so sweet and helpful with her cafe stuff. like, Yes. And he also just wants to, like, help her relax and take breaks when she needs them. And, um, you know, they wind up going on, like, a motorcycle ride together, too. <laughs> yeah. That winds up in – is this the same forest that, like, John was camping in and Son M was, like – looking for him because it, his, it might his be. photography career was over because i was like i feel like this is the same the same one anyways
1: um but know, yeah like, when they when they were d- the, it was just kind of funny to me i'm like where even are you why are you yeah. driving your motorcycle in the, the forest, forest. <laughs> Uh, because Ashley she had to hurt
0: her ankle when they had no phone service so that he had to carry her that's why exactly exactly yeah (laughs) which is precisely what happens um while they're also stressing about the surprise party and all of that yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, because we get a cute little moment too when they they must have been working at Happy Pie all night mm-hmm. and they both just got really tired, ended up falling asleep together. Yeah. So we get a cute little in morning a uh, morning scene with the two of them and um it's things just seem to still be going well yeah the two of them, which yeah. is really cute.
0: They're super cute.
1: And Okay, I guess we can just cover the whole Marve Bora situation because okay. that goes on the entire episode. It does. I got so excited. You did? I don't want them no. to get. Oh, go ahead. No, I got excited when the judge said, no, you can't yes. get Yes. Okay, okay, yes,
0: yes, yes. Okay, first of all, let me be she... clear. Because I, I was like, no, uh, I, she was so beautiful. Like, oh, my gosh. I love that dress, the little baby's breath, flowers in her hair, Mm -hmm. her makeup. I was like, oh, my gosh. She is beautiful. I kept hoping. I was like, okay, please, Vedat, like, show up at work and see her. And then, like, they have this weird, like, like, and he's like, who is that? And someone, and, you know, Demir's kind of like, oh, that's Merve, don't you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you've worked with her. Uh, That's not what happened. And actually, it's better that it – went about the way that it did, but, um, as far as the Merve Selene thing, but they, Bora and Merve, so, yeah, she's gorgeous, they go in to get married, and I'm like, oh, man, please don't get married, like, don't go to work, and then, yeah, how she's like, yeah, that kind of stuff only happens in, like, movies and DZs. you need blood work, and you need paperwork, and you need this, and you need that, Um I was like, yes, something's gonna happen, and they're not gonna be able to
1: get married now,
0: (laughs) yes, yes, so, um, they they yeah, they spend the entire episode taking getting that stuff taken care of secretly because they you know, they want to get married secretly. um and you
1: know, I Bora's not an awful guy. I just don't I don't know I well just... I and something that came to mind as this was all happening throughout the episode, Merve doesn't even tell Ida and yeah. In the previous episode, when they had lied about her little heart condition, Mm -hmm. and she had ended up lying to her friends, she got really upset. But now, she's putting herself in the same position of lying to the people Mm -hmm. who are closest to her with something that's far more serious. They're not just going to see a movie. So, to me, that seems like a big warning sign, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why she would be acting so secretive about this if she really thought that the girls would support her yeah because like you know
0: trust me there were plenty of times throughout our engagement that you know that mine and jason's engagement you know um where i was just at my wits end with trying to plan a wedding and Mm -hmm. people in my family having heavy opinions about that wedding um that i was just kind of like okay i'm done like i just want to get married like and i like i remember like we were driving to i think jason's sister's college graduation and i was like we had just left a possible venue um and it didn't go well i was like crying and like begging jason to please elope like i just was i was done i was over it um and even doing that, like, yeah, I wouldn't have told everyone, but I absolutely would have told my best friends, like, yeah, hey, yeah. we're just gonna go elope, like, we're still, yeah. we'll still have our ceremony that's planned for October, blah, blah, blah but like, we're doing this, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I still would have told them that. So yeah. you're right; so it's very me, telling,
1: and it it seems like a red flag to me, mm-hmm. and. That Bora is also into it and that neither of them are telling anyone. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, like, how
0: is this any better than just secret, like, keeping on with your relationship? Because, like, no matter what, there's still a love ban. I mean, obviously that's going to go away because Celine and Tamir are eventually going to, like, admit their feelings for each other. Right, right. But, like, how is you showing up being like, well, we're married now. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, he's still technically – could be like well you weren't when i implemented this rule so still one of you needs to quit and they're going to be in the exact same situation they were Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show so yeah i just was kind of like i hope that this whole like you have it's going to cause for pause like Mm -hmm. is this really what i want like we're still being secretive we're still you know um yeah neither one of us has really changed our positions as far as like the sacrifices we are
1: aren't willing to make for each other right um that's the thing too how is this supposed to be the solution to anything because it doesn't affect your position at the job you're still going against the rule that's Mm -hmm. been implemented Mm -hmm. only now it's worse because you're going to be legally bound together Mm -hmm. so what happens then does Demir? feel like he has to fire both of you or mm-hmm. tell you both to leave because you so blatantly flouted the rule yeah I, or make just... an exception
0: but then you now have to make exceptions for everyone and like get rid of the rule i here's what i have a feeling right. gonna happen if the if the i hope the wedding doesn't happen but mm-hmm. if the wedding does happen if they do get married i have a feeling by the time it comes out publicly Mm-hmm. Demir is going to be way deep in his feelings and already reconsidering his love sure. ban at work, and it'll just the timing will just work out and it'll be lifted and the marriage will be allowed and right. his relationship with Celine he'll he won't feel guilty about it, um, right. even if they still keep it a secret, it won't be because of the rule you know, right? Um. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. but my hope is is like it's just they're going to show back up with all these papers and then even something else is going to be wrong like oh right, where are your witnesses else. because they're being so uh-huh. secretive about it that i'm like well how are they going to bring witnesses with them so i'm like maybe That's when they make it point. the se- like maybe when they make it the second time that'll be the thing and then it's like mm-hmm. maybe it'll be like well why don't we have witnesses we Didn't even want to tell our closest friends about this. Like, what are we doing? And then it Mm -hmm. just fizzles and they decide, like, this was a terrible idea. Or Merve, at least, is like, this was a bad idea. I didn't even tell my best friends or I'd have witnesses here. And that's making me realize, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So So we'll see how that goes. Because
0: now to that somewhat same – not same effect, but, like, this leads into that because – Sweet Vidot is so understanding with and okay hallelujah I thought we were gonna drag this until like episode nine or ten I know Celine comes clean to him Mm -hmm. and she sits down and she's like let's talk because he says something like Merve like why do you want to buy Demir a thank you gift like that doesn't seem (laughs) and he's more concerned because he's thinking like she must like Merve must have like a crush on him or something like that uh and she's and so he's kind of like trying to protect her little heart um and she's like actually let's sit down and talk. So mm-hmm. we don't see this happen but it's very clear in the next time they come back to this scene. Right. Celine has told him everything. And instead of being mad, he is just mm-hmm. like, I should have known you were Celine. And she's like, why? And he's like, because I've already heard so much about you. And she's like, Demir talks about me. And he's like, constantly. Constantly. And, And I love that she's like, listen, don't listen to what he says. All these things that have happened since he came into my life is not typical of me. And he's like, calm down. I've actually been on your team since day one before I even met you. Like, I think you're great. And I think this is good for him. Like, the the challenge you bring him like he's just and then that's when he's like okay so you want to thank him for helping you because you guys had to lie for your family and he Mm -hmm. knowing how he feels about like okay so then he helps her pick out a flower which has specific meaning when which we'll talk about because we'll get to that scene but um yeah so i was just like it just made me love
1: vidat even more i know because like
0: he could have been very mad and rightfully so
1: and then after she left, how he says, "Oh, Demir, Celine, Flower, Vedat, you're right back where you started." Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt so
0: bad for him. Which is why I'm like, please let Merve be like, I "This know. was a bad idea." Like this marriage, like we're starting the marriage off on the wrong foundation but They break up. Uh, let a few episodes pass. It's fine. Sure. And yeah. then Vedat like shows up at work for something else. Mm-hmm. And when Merve walks and he's by, like,
1: oh, so you're Merve? Yes. Oh. And then, like, and there's a little connection. Yeah, we get yeah, yeah, some yeah. twinkly music uh-huh, in the air. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Googly eyes, slow mo, staring the whole nine yards.
1: Because um, he's such a, I. He's just I a just little don't baby. This he's just a little baby be, angel. He's I the sweet baby angel of this show. Situation. Yes. I, I can't have that again where I know. sweet Osman is pining after stupid Layla for so Ugh. long. Stupid Layla. I, I just I need him to end up happy. I just need Vedat to end up happy. Yeah, he
0: deserves it. He is such a good he's a good friend to Celine who he barely knows. He's an amazing friend to Demir. Like yeah. uh, I just yeah. He deserves the world and I adore him. So um backtracking though now that we've covered Ebo and Ida and Merve mm-hmm. and Bora and a little bit of Vedat, um when Demir's back at the hotel he finds the bracelet he stares at the bracelet Celine goes back home sort of kind of smooths things over with her parents at least enough to where it's like right. okay let's just go to bed she's still very concerned she's still feeling guilty um, mm-hmm. her mom is trying to just like it's okay, you know. Um, like things are gonna be fine in the morning, let him sleep on it, like meaning her right. dad. Um, because she let them know, like, I messed up with work, I had to go and deal with it. Well, they're kinda like, so you had to go see your boss, who they think is Barack. And they're like, who we already don't like. And I love how her mom's like, "Honey, are you living with him? Like, just tell us. Like, do you and your boss? Right. Are you and your boss in a relationship and living together?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, no. Like, that's not even close to it. Like, I really was just the one who messed up Except and needed." That she
1: is living with her boss. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> her real boss. Yeah. Because during that conversation, during that conversation, Celine says, "Brock."
2: Yeah, kind you're of right. to clarify. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. And then she goes, no, no, there's nothing between us. Uh-huh. I don't live with him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, girl, you had to clarify because you actually do live with your boss. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. I w- duh, I wasn't even thinking of the irony of that. Um, <laughs> but you're totally right. So, yeah. So, the next morning comes, she's in that office that he has painted Again, yes. you know, that she wanted to wallpaper. But she's flashing back to when he was painting it and Flick's paint in her eye accidentally. And because she's flailing, he can't just, like, grab the corner of his t-shirt to wipe it from her eye. He has to take off his he entire can. shirt to wipe it from her eye. And she's very much honed in on that memory. Mm-hmm. And then is like, why are you thinking about this? Why do you care that Laura showed up? It's none of your business. Like, she's trying to talk herself down.
1: Um, and then he calls her he calls her a moment another moment of demure appreciation Mm -hmm. because he wakes up to a wake-up call of the hotel people letting him know that alara is there and she's waiting for him Mm -hmm. he doesn't immediately get ready and go running to alara no he does not he gets ready and then he calls selene so Mm -hmm. i thought Okay, you're getting more points in my book, Uh uh Demi, for making that cat wait for you and calling your lovely friend, Celine to make sure everything is okay.
0: The thorn in your side who you're so concerned about. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, he's like, did everything go okay? Like, you know... And is this when she also is like, can – Demir, can we meet? Like, we need – I need to talk. I need to tell you something. And they kind of make plans for, like, the lunch break. Lunch. Okay. For work. Okay. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, because he calls a check and makes sure everything went okay. Um, They make their lunch plans her parents are in the midst of this whole surprise party thing her mom's being like mm-hmm. extra savage about it like the fact that they're quote leaving i know <laughs> like and poor Celine's like i know why you're leaving it's been nothing but chaos since you got here I, it's uncomfortable it's i don't blame you for wanting to go back home i promise it's not normally like this you know and she's like oh it's fine whatever we're just going home and she's like clearly devastated that her parents are leaving on somewhat like uh not bad terms but just like it wasn't a great time Um, right and her dad even is like don't you think you're being a little bit extra with our daughter Mm -hmm. and she's like oh it'll be fine she'll just be that much more surprised um so that's happening and then we get another flashback um because uh saline's in her dark room
1: Oh, yeah. And she's developing a photo. what picture is she developing, Kristen?
0: And it's sad because she messes it up because she gets distracted in the flashback of when she took this photo. So Uh the photo winds up being ruined. But she – he was doing his not Tai Chi. um, Right. And I I said what it was. Dang it. it. Sorry, Yesenia. Yesenia helped me out with that. But anyways, he's doing his morning exercise and stretches and – She happened to have her camera with her and is standing, like, from the back of the kitchen uh, Mm -hmm. towards the porch and sneaks in a few pictures of him in the morning light while he's just peaceful and starting his day. Mm -hmm. Now, out of context, that's incredibly invasive and creepy. And if this had been done by Alara or, you know, Barack to Celine, we would have been completely disgusted by it. Um, Yeah. However... That's not what happened. So we are 100% in support of this stalking. um, Mm -hmm. Because she just was like, wow, that's like, you can just tell she's like caught caught in the moment and the lighting and just probably like, you know, how at peace and calm he seems. And so she captures that moment. Um, Right. But she's so engrossed in remembering the moment that she leaves Mm -hmm. it in the solution for too long. And it's completely black. And we don't get to see that beautiful photo of him. Um, Yeah. But it's tattooed into her mind. So it's fine. Um, And then when Demir is at breakfast... And Alara tries to bring up Celine, like, yeah, she seemed, like, really
1: bothered
0: by the fact that I showed up last night, you know. Well, and Um, then she's talking
1: about how clumsy she obviously is, Mm -hmm. and clearly she messed up all her work if she Uh had to stop by the hotel Uh and go over all this stuff with you. Oh, just so clearly Mm -hmm. rude Uh and and
0: undermining and trying to plant these little seeds. Yep. And what does this man do? Oh my
1: gosh. He is so amazing <laughs> that he defends Celine mm-hmm. so much. He mm-hmm. he's like talking. he just keeps going on. He's like, "You know, if I had a problem, Alara, do you know who I would call on? It would be Celine." This person who appears to be clumsy is the most determined is the most self assured. She is the person who's most willing to work hard to get whatever it is that she has to work on done. That she is the one who I would rely on mm-hmm. for anything. If mm-hmm. I was in a bad in a bad position, she is who I would call. Uh-huh. And then he dropped the microphone.
0: He sure did. He reminded <laughs> he was like he was like Michael Scott. When Pam is like, stop dating my mom, and he's like, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna date her even harder now. It's like every time Alara is like, Let me nitpick at Celine, he's like, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sing her praises even harder.
1: Yep. Yep. And And she's all offended. Because he won't eat breakfast with her when they mm-hmm. had agreed. And he's like, look, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. You said you wanted to talk about work, and that's why we're here. So why, why are you taking this personally, Alara? Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's just – I just love him. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I just want to, like, <laughs> like, snuggle him and hang out with him <laughs> and – I would like grab his arms and just squeeze, like, yeah. Demir. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um,
0: oh, that reminds me. Let me pull this up. So um, I was laughing. I, I know we've mentioned this before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but like, how often she's like, Selene uh, is like, Demir. 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 So Yesenia started counting. (laughs) Oh, how many Demirs? Yes, she started counting. So in... (laughs) So I'm going to list them up into this episode because she's going to like keep current with it for us. Oh my gosh, I love her. (laughs) I know, she's amazing. She's the one who's sending us all the um, bonus Mm -hmm. scenes too. We have one next episode, so I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited. So when we finish eight, we need to open our email. So she, volume one has eleven total, and it's not just when she's like Demir, we need to talk. It's like when she's kind of being like, begging him like Dimir, please, Lutven, or like Dimir, okay. Dimir, like knocking on the door. Yes, those really like, um, impassioned like Dimir. So mm-hmm. eleven in volume one. Okay. Um, thirty-eight in volume two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Only twelve in volume three. 14 okay. in volume 4, 49 in volume 5, <laughs> 36 in volume 6, wow. and 26 in this episode. For a oh grand God. total so far of 186. Dimir, Dimir, Dimirs so far. So I was like, okay, I got to read those off this episode and then I'll do an I'll do a Dimir count at the end of each episode. That's um, great. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I just remembered that because I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was so excited that she was like actually going back and like tallying them because it's like That's one of my favorite amazing. things that she does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when she's like, especially when she's like knocking on the door in that one episode. Demir, 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 Demir. So, we do take a bit of an emotional turn when uh Demir because Demir calls Vida as. He's at the hotel mm. the night before, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Let me, you know, I'm gonna come see you. I got to deal with this dad thing." So after yeah. he kind of storms out and is done with the breakfast with mm-hmm. um, Alara, Molly Ringwald wannabe, yes, um, she he goes to see the and mm-hmm. it's, it's like such a like sad, tender little. I that's another thing I appreciate. The – most of the men in this show, they show their emotion.
1: Yeah. They
0: share their feelings. hmm They, like, they have, like, these deep conversations, you know? Um,
1: I mean, Demir is clearly a very emotionally intelligent man. Yeah. By, as I think we see it the most so far in his interactions with Vedat mm-hmm. because they're so close. They've known each other for so long. Yep. He's very willing to be open with vedat about his past and his feelings and his life Mm -hmm. and all of these things so i just appreciate that that no matter what demir has been through he is obviously very emotionally intelligent and can communicate those things
0: yeah because that's what he's you know he's sitting here vedat is trying to be not necessarily devil's advocate but kind of because he's like listen like If anybody knows the things you've gone through with your family, it's me because they've known each other since childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's like, you know, there's got to be a reason, like, he's reaching out now. Like, maybe something's wrong and he wants to make things right. Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe, you know, you just don't know what's going on. And no matter what, he is your dad. So maybe just hear him out so that it's done and dealt with, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But Demir is like, it's not that simple. Like, You don't understand. Okay, good for him. He's had some kind of awakening or realization or maybe his life is ending and he all all of a sudden wants to make things right, but it doesn't undo basically the world of hurt. Like, here's what he did to me. And he grabs a potted plant, which, I mean, is a little bit like,
1: hey, this is your best friend's (laughs) career and living. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) But I love the begonia, by the way. I looked it up. Oh, good for you. I didn't mm-hmm. even think to look it up, which
0: literally means be gone. So um, that's interesting that that's what, he, well, we'll, what was grabbed. We'll talk about it. Okay. Keep going. So, um, you know, he yanks it out of the pot and basically says, like, look, didn't this make you sad to see me just rip this plant from its home? He's like, well, that's literally what my dad did to me. He took – he uprooted me mm-hmm. and, like – But never – I was never, like, replanted anywhere else. Like, I was just left here the way this sad plant is. And that's not just something you can easily undo, you know. And he he even Mm -hmm. points out, my parents did not want children. And that didn't change just because they had one. Mm -hmm. So that also explains a little bit more about his mom. Because – right. Before we saw that flashback of his mom leaving, we assumed she died. And because he does have a couple good memories, which my guess is that must be why he wants this house so badly, is there's those Mm -hmm. few tiny nuggets, like, when they were making those vases together. Um, Right. You know, so there were clearly times when she did be a mom to him. Um, Mm -hmm. And they shared at least a few tender moments that, you know, he holds on to because there's probably not many of them. Right. Right. Because, yeah, part of me is like, why do you want this house so badly that clearly is filled with so much pain? Like, Mm -hmm. if anything, you'd be like, oh, thank God someone else bought it and can rid it of, you know, all the horrible – so. Right. Or
1: want to, you know, buy it to – uh, bulldoze it and build a new house on top of it. Something, yeah. Something more like that is kind of what you would expect.
0: Right. Because But he's wanting to like redecorate the rooms and stuff. So clearly he doesn't just want to like bulldoze this thing down. Yeah. Um. So yeah. it. I thought that was interesting because I was like okay. So it wasn't all tender moments with mommy up until she left because he doesn't say my dad didn't want a child. Mm-hmm. He says my parents didn't want kids before me and they still didn't mm-hmm. want them after me. And you know and that formed his entire childhood um yeah so i can understand why he's like yeah not interested in what my dad may or may not have to say like right it's it's right. like it's too little too late for him you know
1: and isn't this the scene when he refers to Celine's family too and maybe he talks, yeah he talks about um oh here we go i actually screenshotted some of this because i wanted to make sure um where is it yeah because he he references both of them um oh because he's kind of like that's what a family is isn't it he says something to that effect like um maybe i'm um, maybe i'm re- misremembering and it was a another oh it did yeah yeah, yeah, though, right? yeah he does he does okay okay read he it he says um he he rips the plan out and he yeah. says he says oh what happened you feel bad right look that's how that's what my father did to me he took me and pulled me out of my land from that day I had no roots Vedat <laughs> I at that age understood what a family was I I think I think I he's saying think that's it, what I thought a family was yes and then what he and then now he's saying now I understand what a family is when I saw Celine's family. Mm-hmm. He says you can't snatch the roots so easily. Yeah, which is just absolutely heartbreaking I that know. he having the upbringing that he had, having both of his parents seemingly abandon him, mm-hmm. essentially abandon him. His mom yeah. did abandon him, and his and his d- dad dad just shipped him off. Him. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. He and he and poor Cerecón. <laughs> Right. Maybe they. Maybe they. Be, maybe they were friends at boarding school together. Yeah. Maybe they went to the same boarding school. Maybe they bonded over their starchy ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, but then you know he has this dinner with the crazy Tezes and with Celine's family, and he is seeing her parents and seeing how protective of her that yeah. they are, and how. Much Celine loves her family, you know, even how upset she got when she realized they were obviously worried, had realized Mm -hmm. she was gone, were calling her over and over and over again to figure out where she was. He's really seeing a family and really seeing what that dynamic should be and how much the parents should love and care for their children. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so much harder because he's seeing this all lived out in a really real way. Where her parents obviously love and care for her so much. Mm -hmm. And how can you not just compare your own situation with that when that's what's being put in front of you? Mm -hmm. And it probably is making him more upset and more isolated and wanting to keep his father away than Mm -hmm. ever. Because all he's thinking is, I know what a father should be like Mm -hmm. i spoke to a real father and the way he talked about his daughter is never the way that you've treated me so why would i want to talk to you ever yeah yeah
0: i I really can't blame him because you know what not all relationships need to be mended like Mm -hmm. i mean i'm a firm believer in not having um like harboring bitterness and like let letting things go for for your sake too like mm-hmm. um right you know there's the whole you know saying of like bitterness is like drinking poison but expecting it to kill the other person and like there's truth in that so right i am a firm believer in working through those things but that does not mean that certain people blood related or not need to be let back into your life in a tangible way you sure you can be neutral towards them you can wish them well you can mm-hmm. not want bad things for them but they don't need to be an active member of your life um, yeah. so yeah i don't really i don't really blame him based on what we know i don't blame him right now for this him yeah. feeling this way so
1: yeah
0: um so now and we already touched on the whole Celine tells Vedat the truth that's all smoothed over he tells her okay now that i know why you want to give him the flower i have the perfect one Bring this yeah. to him. He'll understand.
1: <laughs> tell so. him Vedat sends his greetings. <laughs>
0: yeah. So she does. Um, well, and, he- she,
1: and she even asks Vedat what the deal is with Demir and his mm-hmm. dad. But, you know, Vedat being the respectful and good friend that he is, he tells her, that's not my story to tell. When yeah. he's ready, he'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And so she brings she ends up bringing that same plant. Now it it is a begonia which generally has not great <laughs> connotations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a symbol of caution and kind of a warning about the future with misfortunes and that kind of a thing. But it can also be a symbol of gratitude or respect. And mm. the begonia flowers also have specific meanings. And a pink one, which is actually what she ends up giving him. Okay. Um, can have symbols of love and romance. So it's mm. interesting. I don't know if that was. So it's on layered purpose. with meaning. Listen, mm-hmm. shout out to
0: Aisha for even. Because trust me, <laughs> had we not watched essential Kapama, I guarantee you neither one of us right now would be like. I wonder if there's any meaning behind that flower Celine gave to Demir.
1: I know. But because
0: flowers and that were such a big thing in Central Kapama, we look at things differently now in the stuff that we're watching. Um, So, just a little
1: side shout out for that. And clearly, with the storyline of this episode, the flower already had meaning because of the conversation that Mm Demir and Vedat had. So, that may be the only meaning that was truly meant from it, mm-hmm. but it is interesting to me that the particular plant and flower that was given really has some multifaceted symbolism mm-hmm. as far as what it means and how it's given and all those things. So I was like, Okay, all uh-huh. right, I, I see, I see you. <laughs> all
0: right, so Estrahanam, if you're listening and you have any insights to offer to us about that, I... We would love to hear it. So sure. you know where sure. to find us. Um, <laughs> well, and it's funny that you're talking about. Okay, it could have just been the fact that that's the flower he did that to, and so giving it back to him that would hold good meaning because yeah, he she is giving that flower new new a new home to be planted mm-hmm.
1: in. Yeah. To grow deeper roots. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Well, and I and I then I think of the illusion of a future home that the two of them are going to make. And what if they planted? They're growing their own roots. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love it. So um, then like what else do we know? Oh, when she goes. Okay, because. As far as she knows, her parents are leaving in a few hours. She's getting up to get ready for work. Yes. Um, And she's kind of bu- – she gives dad and mom a gift. It's a picture of them all together yes. when she first bought the house. You know, she's like, I meant to bring it to you back home. um, But, you know, as you know, I haven't been able to make it out there. And so I'm giving it to you now. And even her mom says at one point, like, yeah, come back and visit when you can. But even if you can't, we'll still come back to see you. Like, mm-hmm. You know. Um, but anyways, so they have their little moment. She's emotional because she's like, I'm so sorry that like this visit wasn't, you know, what you thought. Things have just been horrible every day. I understand why you'd want to go back home. Um mm-hmm. and, you know, and she's like, Dad, are you mad? And he he says, I'm not mad, but I'm offended. Um, and I don't know yeah. if that was just like a weird translation for it, but Um, I thought it was more like, I'm not mad, like, but I'm concerned or I'm, you know. Or I'm disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Or just a little bit hurt or whatever. And, you know, she she does what she can to smooth that over. Um, Yeah. But you can tell she's just feel – she's in her feelings because they're leaving today and she's going to miss them. And just the fact that this visit wasn't as great as it could have been. Um, Yeah. And she walks out the gate – and her bike is waiting for her. With a note in with the a basket. Note. And he's like, because he knows. He knows that it's probably going to be rough, that she mm-hmm. needs to spend time with her parents. And he's like, come into work late today. Take your time. Like, you know, spend your time he's with your parents. I'll see you when you get here.
1: Like, So swoony this episode. <laughs> I know. It kills me. He's so understanding <laughs> and caring. And then she gets on her bike And she's headed out to work, and Demir happens to be out walking, and they pass each other, and we get this beautiful moment Uh where they notice each other at the same time. They've already passed one another. Mm -hmm. They stop, they turn, and they just smile. Mm -hmm. We get the the slow realization, hey, wait, was that Demir? Oh, hey, wait, was that Celine? Yep. And you you get the two two faces in the crowd kind of Mm -hmm. moment, and... I was like, oh I know and
0: they wind up going to that little seaside coffee place mm-hmm. um and this is when he gets kind of jealous because he's like, well what do you mean they think Barack is your boss and that you're living with him <laughs> um And she's like, well, we you know he he does wind up understanding because he's like, well yeah, it'd be way too coincidental that I'm the nephew of the people you bought the house from and <laughs> I happen to be your boss like I can't be all those things For sure you know and I think this is when she even says like, Demir, I just want you to know, like, this isn't who I am. Like, I feel like we've, like, I know I've dragged you into these lies and I thank you, um, you know, but, like, this isn't me. I don't like to, you know, and he's, he kind of helps justify it for her, you know. He's like, right, you know, he's like, well, you don't want them to be disappointed. I understand why we did this. Like, you don't want them to be worried, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. And so he's being understanding by it, like, almost like, well, we were kind of backed into a corner with it, you know. Yeah. so he kind of gives her that out. I thought that was very sweet. Um, and you know, um it just yeah, I don't know. I just I really like that little extra cafe scene between the two of them. Um, yeah. is this when is this when um no no, it's the next, it's the next time they're here after they have like their lunch thing. Um mm-hmm. but well, you know, they wind up back at that seaside cafe because we already touched on a little bit when they after they go to Deiramon's house and Celine trolls him by leaving him to the wolves um yeah. and he's trying to maintain his professional boundaries and all of that um right you know they they do wind up going out because they were supposed to cuz she wanted to talk to him although you can tell at that point she's like nervous like almost like crap I don't really want to tell him this stuff like right um
1: also, quick, you know, before we get into it, quick, uh-huh. more more points to uh-huh. him uh-huh. that he refused to eat with Deedem Hanum yes. because he already had plans with Celine to have mm-hmm. lunch. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yep.
0: And I love that when they're in the car and he's like, you were right, that woman has no taste. Like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she had said it before they went in and he was kind of acting like she was dramatic. Like, well, she's our client and we need to, you uh, know, and she's like, okay. And then he he concedes like yeah you were right like he
1: does she has zero
0: taste um and then the whole and dirham hanum also was like yes and i she reflects back on the whole i love the idea of the mirror on the ceiling <laughs> like she finds a way to bring that up in front of him like oh my gosh this woman um anyhow so yeah so they go and he's kind of like okay so what do you want to talk about And she's like shoveling more food in her mouth <laughs> yeah and <laughs> avoiding it well he kind of gives her an out because he's like, look, you, I know you want to apologize again for all the lies. We already went over this. Right. And yes, she did. But she there were more lies and things that, like, he's uh-huh. not aware of. So it put a pin in those again because she does kind of go with that. Um, and before she can even be like, okay, no, I need to just, you know, put my big girl panties on and actually tell him what I came here to tell him. Yes. um, Her parents call because – they're supposedly about they're like gonna head to the bus station. Yeah. And he Oh wait, there's some hand there's some hand touching too, isn't there? No, not yet. Um not well, yet, sorry.
1: We Now I'm losing the timeline. I know, because we're bouncing
0: she gives him the plant. I know. We're bouncing all over. This is this hap the at this point. She's that I'm talking about. She's already given him the plant, so we'll bounce back to that because she gives him the plant when they're in the office, yeah. And then they left the office to go to Diron Hanum's and then go to this lunch. So I've jumped ahead quite a bit, but Mm -hmm. um, so she's avoided talking to him, um, and but she's like, you know, since my parents are leaving. You know, you get to sleep in your bed again. He's like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. And
2: yeah. then
0: she's like, oh, yeah, the bus is about to leave. I'm going to call them and say goodbye. So she calls really quick to say goodbye. He's mm-hmm. witnessing this one-sided conversation. She's emotional. Um, yeah. But he can, you know, he's continuing to see that connection and that bond there that she has with her parents. And yeah. he can just see how much love that, like, a family can have, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they get off the phone and she's kind of like, sorry, you know. um, I just really am going to miss them and I'm going to feel like I'm going to see them everywhere now in the house because they've been there. And um, it'll
1: feel really empty without them there.
0: Yeah. But then she mentions, like, but they're leaving. So now you'll have your bed back and you can call your dad and, like, he can come see you now if you want because she's not really fully aware of the situation here. So he gets, he gets very, he gets, kind of throws those walls up, shuts down. And that's when she finally realizes, like, oh, your issue wasn't just that, like, our parents would run into each other, right? Like, there's more happening here. Um, but he's and not ready she to asks talk about him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he changes subject. Says, he's not. He wants to drop it. He wants to close uh-huh. the topic. Um, yeah. And as they're talking, he like makes a hand gesture and winds up <laughs> like tossing. He grabs her- a
1: napkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and in it like napkin. tosses her phone in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and apparently we find out later that she jumps in after the phone because mm-hmm. she's fully <laughs> wet. And, Demir and he's brought on her the door. Sweats. <laughs> And But he, he brought her clothes, which I is so know. sweet. But I do love that he is kind of laughing at her because oh, yeah. he's like why would you do that is your uh-huh. leg okay because apparently she hurt her leg jumping in somehow yeah and, and she's like and she's, it she's it always yep yeah, and she's always <laughs> getting hurt around him her shoulder mm-hmm. like um yeah like i was never injured this much before you were around you <laughs> I've, well, this has only been since you've arrived and he's like oh i'm um, sure because
0: she's like i'm not this clumsy i'm not the, and he's like oh believe me i i'm sure that's true like
1: yeah um yeah and that's but more towards the end we, of the episode but go Yeah, ahead. can we rewind to yes. the when she does give him the plant?
0: Yes, because as he grabs
1: it from her, their hands touch. Yes. Well, <laughs> and she and she explains, you know, "Thank you for lying for me. Thank you for letting my parents come. Thank you for leaving the house for all that yeah. time. Thank you for coming to the dinner." Like there's all these things that yeah. he has done, and so she is really wanting him to know and understand that she really is thankful mm-hmm. for all the help that he's given her. Yeah, little things like the bike. There's just so much that he's done, and so yeah, we get this this tense, can't breathey moment when mm-hmm. they're having the flower transfer, and you see their hands, and she and and. All I think of, too, is how he has been holding her bracelet for Mm -hmm. so much of this episode. Mm -hmm. Brought it with him to work, taking it out of his desk, holding it, looking at it. He fell
0: asleep with it. And he still has it by the end of this episode. It has not made a reappearance on her wrist. So, Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: So that was a great moment. Their eyes are locked and their hands are touching and yeah. you get the the stuff the moments that DZs do so well mm-hmm. do so well
0: agreed so um this is and that's also right after that is when the whole dirham hanam scene happens because they act to kind of start to bicker of course the sweetness can't last too long between them yeah um and they wind up at dirham hanam's house so right you know, um, we fast forward. We kind of touched on the whole motorcycle ride with Ebo. The bike has an issue. Of course, now Ida has to hurt her ankle so that he has to give her a piggyback ride. Because at this point, the party planning committee has, you know, it's in
1: full swing. The Tazes right. have been helping, um, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And everybody's invited. We get a, a, a scene of Esen Hanum finding out about the party. And weaseling an invite. invite. <laughs> yes. And um, so she's upset she's not invited. She ends up sending flowers. Everything is kind of leading up to this whole party. People are either out of service or, mm-hmm. oh, the phone is in the water or, oh, dear to him, Hanum keeps calling uh, Demir. So mm-hmm. he turns off his phone. Yes. It's all leading up to them not being able to know that this is happening and that her parents are there and they cannot show up to the house together. Right.
0: And obviously, once her friends realize this is all what's happening, like they're doing everything they can to scramble and get a hold of them. So that they right. don't come home together. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And that's when they also discover that Ebo actually knows about yes. the living situation. Which it's kind of funny. They're a little bit upset about that. Um,
1: but he had just showed up to the house. So it yeah. wasn't her telling him on purpose. He no. found out and, by accident.
0: But <laughs> they are friends too. So it's like – and obviously, yeah. like, look at it. That just proves that he's a good secret keeper because he didn't mm-hmm. talk to you girls about it. Um, yep. So because he's the one that kind of ends up saving the day, like when they arrive.
1: Is he's Right. Like right. anyways, so Well I just realized do we, we we probably need to backtrack before we go over the the final scene. Oh yeah, we haven't for talked sure. about Brock and Alara. Do we have to? I mean we have well, to. We have to, we have to. Just just as far as the context yeah. of the story. No, um, you're right. You're also, right. Do you think there's going to be something between them eventually. I, I feel mean, like we might be leading up to that. I wouldn't
0: hate it because, like, they're both kind of –
1: kind of deserve each other. They kind of suck.
0: Yeah. Um, Like, Barack, I'm like, okay, listen, no, you're not a full-on villain, but you're – you continue to not do yourself any favors here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate that, like, when he goes to meet with her, uh, Alara, about more of the work stuff and the plans. Um hmm Each one of them has a tiny little snippet of, like, see, you could be a good human. Like, Alara is, you know, tells him, like, oh, no, I don't want to do that to the walls. I actually want the kids to draw and decorate and paint those so that they feel comfortable, that it's their space. I actually really liked that. Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, even Brock is like, okay, yeah, we can definitely do that. Like, that's what we'll plan for. Mm -hmm. He even seems a little bit shocked by it. Like, oh, you do have a tiny smidge of a heart there. Yeah, Um, (laughs) And, you know... But then he also quickly calls her out too because she starts
1: to talk crap about Celine, um, right? And he's kind of like, I do appreciate that he he keeps continues to defend Celine.
0: Yeah, and he's like, well, she's a good worker. Like, are you really expecting me to believe that your whole goal here wasn't just so you'd have alone time with Demir and not because you mm-hmm. actually think Celine's not a great worker? Um, mm-hmm. And you know, so again, like he he has her number. He knows what she's about. Um, yeah. You know, so it just, they kind of just fit. um, Yeah. And so she winds up weaseling an invite because he gets the info about the party at this meeting. And so, you know, when he's like, well, I'm probably not going to go. And she's like, well, why? And he explains the whole drama with the fact that her family doesn't really like him. She's like, well, then just yeah. show up with another girl on your arm. That'll make it clear that, like, you don't have interest in their daughter. Like, you're showing up with a date. But it's just because she wants to weasel her way in. And he's kind of like, yep. Okay, but why do you want to weasel? Like, what do you get out of this? And she's like, eh, you'll owe me a favor later. So, like, listen, dude, you're already paying back the first favor um, in dividends that was done for you by Mama Mafia. Like, maybe stop getting into favor debts with people. Um, But he dumbly agrees to it. So, there's that. Uh, She also has a confrontation with her dad. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Where she kind of proves his point that he had mentioned to Demir, like, my daughter acts like a spoiled eight-year-old child, like, you think she's a grown Mm -hmm. woman, and then she turns around, and that's kind of what she's doing with him, because she's like, what did you say to him, and he's just being nothing but professional with me, and, you know, and you've already messed up my life once because he paid off, you know, this guy she liked to leave her
1: Right. I was going to say we we get that, I think, for the context of knowing what's happened between the two of them in mm-hmm. her past and the fact that he was able to kind of convince or pay off a guy to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Some man who he suppo- apparently didn't approve of. Right. So this, I think, is probably the crux of their issue as mm-hmm. a father daughter. And um, I think that was kind of the main point of of that with mm-hmm. her not trusting him and thinking that he's the whole reason that Demir is being mm-hmm. very distant and only treating her professionally. But he makes it clear that mm-hmm. I haven't done anything. Yeah. I only talked to him about work stuff and I'm not sure what that would, that shouldn't affect anything in your yeah. relationship with Demir.
0: No. Cause he basically says, all I did was advise him to just, Go along with the plans that you want. Like... Yeah. So, yeah. Um, But you're right. I think that was just to give context to what the root of their issues are as father and daughter. Um, Right. So, yeah. So
1: then Barack and Alara head to the party Mm -hmm. since she's Mm -hmm. now his date, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Barack is excited because he thinks that he's going to break in again and steal the... Pictures that Celine supposedly is, has been taking mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. since him and Feru thinks that she's in that she's the mole, but yeah. obviously they're not going to find anything because she's not the mole. She's not the no. one taking the pictures. No, but that's why they go. That's why they're excited for the party. Alara comes with him, and as they're walking towards the house, yes, she realizes uh-huh. you see her connecting the dots in her mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, you said we're going to Celine's house for the party and brock's like yeah yeah that's where we're going that's what this is and she kind of asks a few more questions we see her flashback to when she surprised demir at his house and snooped all through the house (laughs) yep and then his explanations for why there were women's things in the bathroom (laughs) and clothes left in places and that kind of thing but she basically makes the realization that they are living together. Right. Or seem to live together or something where their clothes and their mm-hmm. toiletries are in the same and bathroom. It's fine.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. And Celine has a, it was Celine's robe that was in the bathroom hanging on the hook. And... Well, and it's
0: funny because when she's like, That's just weird because I swore I saw this address you know listed on the project for you know for demir and he's like oh well you know Celine was in charge of it so that you know stuff probably gets sent here that makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. and she
0: just drops it at that even though she knows that's not the case yep so it's like she's holding that close and we already know what kind of damage she's probably capable of causing so totally it's not great that she knows this (laughs) no (laughs) no it's not of all the people it's not great Um, But now everyone's at the party waiting for them, um, Mm -hmm. and it just gets – you know, people are getting restless, chaotic, yada, yada. They finally – it's um, Osmie, right? She kind of sneaks around (laughs) to the front.
1: Osmie is the one who keeps seeing everything between the two of them. (laughs) She keeps seeing all the (laughs)
0: domesticity between them. So, uh, yeah, he arrives – Demir arrives, and they arrive home. And he's helping her out because her leg hurts even more now where she can barely take a few steps at a time before she's like, I need a break, and, like, stumbles back to the car. Yeah. Um, and so – he has
1: to help her, you guys. Mm-hmm. He can't just let her – No. Hobble her way up to the front door on her own. He,
0: he would never. He to grab
1: her around her waist mm-hmm. and snuggle her close to make sure mm-hmm. that she's okay. hmm
0: And, of course, this is all Osmia is seeing. She has no clue of any <laughs> of the other context. So she's just super excited. But she runs back Uh and is like, they're here, they're here, they're here. Um, So everyone gets in the ready position. And then he, Demir, and Celine make it up the steps. He's carrying her bag, of course. um, Mm -hmm. But she needs the keys. And so she's like, oh, just hang on. And so rather than, of course, just handing her her bag, because she's capable (laughs) of holding that, um, she has to dig in it. While he's still holding it. So they're very close. When she Mm -hmm. does finally pull the keys out. His hand happens to move at the same time. Uh, I texted you a still from that last night. Uh (laughs) Because I was like, look (laughs) at his hands. Um, And so there's like a quick little moment there. But then it pans up to their faces, which are like Mm -hmm. centimeters apart. And they lock eyes. Yep. And I made a GIF of this. So, you see it even, and I, like, slowed it down a little bit. So, they go from this progression where it's like, yeah, they're looking at each other. And then he very slowly, as their faces get closer to the point that their noses wind up touching, his eyes are roving down so they're locked in on her lips. And then hers do the exact same thing, like, a second later. Uh. And then they're, like about to kiss or something crazy because they're very very close they're and, very close and there's clearly something sizzling between them even if neither one of them is really too ready to examine what
1: exactly that is um yeah, the air is crackling mm-hmm. the heat has risen in temperature <laughs> and then the stupid director credit shows up and that episode ends <laughs> <laughs> And so, we um, obviously, being natives of DZ land mm-hmm. for a while now, we know this is not going to end up being a kiss at the beginning of the next episode. No, it's too early. Some, yeah, somebody's yeah. going to come around the house mm-hmm. or somebody's going to open the door. Yes. Something is going to happen that will end up breaking them apart. Mm-hmm. And we're undoubtedly going to have to wait for that first kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, wait, but d- didn't we get. Did Ebo and Ida have their first kisses episode?
0: Mm-hmm. In the forest. They did. They did. They all they had almost had a first kiss, I want to say last episode, and it got quickly interrupted. Uh um, yeah, yeah. They were like in the cafe, I think. And that's but this right. one, no, no, they actually locked lips until they were interrupted they by did. that guy and his dog, and he's like, Are you guys lost? Do you even need no, a that's ride? Right. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. How are are grapes something special over there? Why are grapes a birthday gift?
1: You know, I should have th- I should have um, looked that up because I I wasn't sure if it was a cultural thing. Or, yeah, because I was like, because they how are grapes a birthday gift? Like if I know, somebody I gave know. me <laughs> a
0: tray of grapes for my birthday, I don't like grapes. But like, even if I did, and I just got like a tray of grapes for well, my yeah, birthday, I like grapes.
1: But if somebody gave me here here's a case of grapes, happy birthday! <laughs> I would I think I would be like, oh oh, thanks. Like uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know how I would react. But Deconstructed
0: they, was, wine. Thank you. Like I
1: don't Yeah. Know. <laughs> but when they handed it over, they were very happy to take it. Yes. Like, oh, thank you. This you didn't need
0: to do that. Yeah. So it was <laughs> really funny. Cause like I understood Ida being like, I can't show up empty handed. It's my best friend's birthday. Yeah. But then I was like, Okay, I understand oh. you were in like a grape truck, but how were the how were the grapes a gift? So anyone has any insight on that?
1: Is it if there it was is a because it was a contribution to the party? Maybe. maybe. And, yeah, like, because, oh, yeah, hey, sure. We, we brought food for Showing up to a
0: party, gathering. yes, with a dish of something to share, like, totally yeah. for that. Um, and if that's all that was, then that's cool. Like, I just yeah. was like, okay, I was under the impression this was more her birthday gift. But maybe it was a bad translation and maybe Ida was like, I can't show up empty-handed without a contribution to the party. Mm but yeah. maybe it was just translated as like a gift um
1: because that would make more sense could it honestly could mean something to mm-hmm. like bringing grapes as a mm-hmm. symbol of good luck or something like yeah. or, or well-being or yeah i just so I i'm trying to know. think what
0: other experience do i have with grapes on Dizies? is just episode 11 of ek when they're eating mm-hmm. them between the two trailers and john's like feeding them
1: to Sanem. <laughs> yeah, and Sanem is trying mm-hmm. to surreptitiously spit the seeds out. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Oh my gosh, that scene is iconic. Uh,
1: um, but yeah,
0: there. Other than that, there didn't seem to be anything special about those grapes. So, um, other than yeah. John was the one holding them and uh-huh. feeding them to her. So, yeah, that's why I was like a little confused. But I was like, oh, uh, maybe that's a translation issue. So,
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah, so. I think good we episode. hit, like, uh-huh, I think we hit it all. Um, Yeah, that was, oh, such a good episode, which I'm sure means eight is going to be a great episode, nine is going to be a great episode. I know. Ten is very clearly a great episode because so many of you want us to watch that one together and record an episode <laughs> right away. So I sort of have a feeling it's going to be our, quote, episode 11 of the last couple of DZs.
1: um, But... Okay yeah i'm really excited i'm super it's getting super, really good you guys this it, has been this has been proven so far to be a great pick for us for the podcast yes. it's been the, really fun the
0: timing couldn't be better mm-hmm. like i know we've probably said that a million times but like really and truly like especially right now dc yep. Twitter's a mess right now i'm not even gonna get into that um but well, it's- and in
1: our personal lives, too, we have a yeah. lot going on, yeah. and yes. it's been a nice, happy break for me, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, I totally agree. And mm-hmm. like we said, like, already knowing when this is going to end, Yeah, not having an open-ended, like, <laughs> we could be covering this DZ for three years. Like, imagine, imagine if we had, like, joined DZ Land and started a podcast when, like, yasak elma started and we were like this is a fun show let's cover this and it's like in its i don't even know what season it's in it's in it's lasted a very long time for indizy though like oh yeah oh yeah so um it's been on for years years and years and years yeah so yeah um (laughs) anyways yeah it's just i've really yeah i love this i'm like not that I doubted we would enjoy it because so many people no. who clearly know our tastes and things like have suggested it. Um, yeah. So I don't think that we ever had a doubt about it. Um, no. But I am still pleasantly surprised with just how much I love this
2: mm-hmm. and
0: how much fun I'm having watching it and how it's like ticking all the boxes. Yeah. It's just totally. I'm so, I'm so, so excited. It's almost like when we first started the podcast where I'm like, oh, like I can't wait until, um, like until next week when we're already recording. Like I can't wait to watch, I can't wait to watch episode eight and record mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's, it's a fun feeling. It's a fun feeling, a fun it, is, feeling it is. It's,
1: yeah, it's just fun to be excited about a show. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's always fun to be excited about a show or a a book or a movie or yes. whatever. But, and I really, um, I really love, I really love the
0: aspect that just about everyone listening already knows what's coming. Right. And, like, they're listening to us be, you know, virgins to this show and yeah. our predictions and stuff. And I just love how – um Consider it, everyone has been. Like, nobody's commenting spoilers Very. on, like, our Instagram posts. Nobody's replying to Twitter posts with spoilers. Mm-hmm. There was even – I don't remember if I told – because I think this might have happened before we recorded last week, so I don't remember if I mentioned it last week. But someone had asked um, Becca, our uh, the Black Dizzy, someone had tweeted her and said, like, oh, my gosh, please tell me how long I have to put up with Alara because I need to be prepared for this
1: yes and she okay (laughs) i can't remember if i told you on this
0: or if i just texted you but she replied and was like let me take it to the dms so dizzy for dz doesn't see this like just like the fact that it was like and we weren't tagged in it or anything but just the fact that she was even thinking like just in case they see this twitter interaction which i clearly would have because that interact i wasn't seeking that interaction out in that that person's tweet and becca's reply popped up so i was like Oh, my gosh, just popping in to say thank you. I appreciate this so much. Like, because honestly, you know, yeah. So even though Becca was like, well, it's more for selfish reasons, because um, I like hearing your predictions. And so if you know what's going to happen, then it's going to ruin that. But I was like, listen, either way,
1: I appreciate it. So um, I'm glad people are enjoying our vastly wrong so far yeah. prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's probably uh, fun to hear it though if if you've experienced something i mean it's like the gilmore guys like when they when they listen when they watched gilmore girls for the first time and the show had been long over by then um well and i was gonna say it it's not it is something we've definitely experienced when you have read a book and then you have a friend reading a book yes and they're texting you everything and they're Mm -hmm. going through their predictions like I have done many times with Mallory, mm-hmm. and I've done many times with you. Yes, uh, being like, "Hey, what is, is this? Is this the well?" Especially uh-huh. with fantasy series, and I, I would text Mallory during Throne of Glass, uh-huh. Fever, especially Fever. Oh my, oh gosh, my gosh, I was yeah. constantly like, "All oh, your guesses is, were uh-huh. <laughs> is this, and here's why."
0: <laughs> and you, yes, you had like your whole list of quote-unquote proof <laughs> the
1: whole dissertation
0: so good i was so convinced hey it was oh, legit man. listen it it did line up well your reasoning it made did. sense you were wrong but your reasoning made <laughs> sense so just like I feel like all the reasoning we've had so far with this show and what we've predicted has made sense until we're just proven wrong so right Um, right but if we're
1: gonna
0: gonna be right about anything let it be about Bora and (laughs) Mervyn
1: oh my gosh please
0: (laughs) I just think he's not a bad guy and she's definitely a great girl I just think they're not necessarily right for each other like right so right and there's there's, nothing wrong with that no not everybody is
1: going to be right for each other
0: no so um yeah anyways um so that's (laughs) that we will be back next week we have Ashley and I actually have a friend date with two of our friends we're going to go to a Moroccan restaurant tonight so yeah we have to get off and get ready and get pretty I have not I've done nothing I've had coffee and I've not gotten ready so (laughs) um I got to do that before before we leave so uh thank you guys for joining us uh you know the drill you can find us just about anywhere in the episode notes uh you mm-hmm. can find our merchandise store in the episode notes it's got podcast and DZ related stuff um, but yeah social medias are all in there um and all that good stuff so um we'll be back and until next time good news. Post to call